Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Sex Ed Shouldn't Suck. I'm Jen. And I'm Kaylee. And today we are talking about virginity. Virginity. Yes, that's the French (laughs) version. Virginity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we're talking about virginity today and, you know, some of the concepts around virginity, the social construct of virginity, how it was sort of reinforced in our lives and out there in the world, you know? So we hope you enjoy. So I think it would be helpful to start with a definition of virginity, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I did some sleuthing on the internet today ooh, to see what sleuthing. the definition of virginity is. And Google said, the state of never having had sexual intercourse, which is a... Concise. A, yeah. I, I don't hate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It gets a little worse. Oh, okay. Cool. Love that. When we start looking at the, what's that one? The Mer- Miriam Oxford? Mer- nope. Merriam Webster. <laughs> yep. There we go. <laughs> the Merriam Webster and dictionary.com both made, their, in their definitions, it was basically just defining it with itself, the state or condition of being a virgin. But both of them had a secondary definition referring to a woman who Mm -hmm. is unmarried or who has never had sexual intercourse. Or it could also be used to refer to someone being pure, fresh, or unused. Yeah. I think that that definition is going to be really important moving forward because you can also <laughs> use it to describe a thing, right? Like virgin land could be, you know, the resources are untapped or whatever, but mm-hmm. especially the unused part when talking about a person is really fucking awful. Put me in coach. I'm tired of being a virgin on the bench while I've, all the boys are out there playing ball. <laughs> yes. I need to be used Use in the me. game. <laughs> Yeah, that's super fun. We're going to unpack that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So let's start off with talking about kind of like the origins of this term. Sure. From what I could find online, it comes from a Latin word, which every word does, apparently. Uh, <laughs> All language stems from Latin. It does. And it the Latin word basically means maiden or a sexually mm. inexperienced woman. It's insane how gendered these all are the further yeah. back in history that we go. And the assumption that a woman who is unmarried is also sexually inexperienced that they sort of are synonymous with each Mm -hmm. other is interesting. And also that it originally only applies, like you said, to women. Yeah. So the first reference that was found in English stemmed from around 1200, the year 1200. Mm -hmm. And of course it was in a religious context and I would tell you what that religious context was, but it made no sense to me and didn't seem important. (laughs) But the next, like uh, a hundred years later, it expanded to include Mary, the mother of Jesus. So we start seeing Mm. her referred to as a virgin, the Virgin Mary, which as we all know is 
a pretty significant part of <laughs> Christianity. Yeah, pretty significant. I mean, honestly, when you talk about her, it's the Virgin yeah. Mary. Like, no one calls her Mary, Mother of Jesus that I Can know people of. people start calling me the Virgin Kaylee? <laughs> are you a virgin? Depends on your definition. Did you give birth to a man, even though you are a virgin? I did not. And by a man, I mean baby. Sorry. <laughs> Well, then, no. Well, speaking of the Bible, (laughs) that is a pretty significant place that virginity Mm -hmm. has come from. And if you have done any reading in the Bible, most of reading about virginity will either reference Mary, Jesus's mother, or you will see different Mm -hmm. laws that are set forth. And these are in the New Testament mind you, saying that Mm. like there's a lot of laws about women being raped and then having to marry their rapist. So that's pretty neat. Pretty cool. (laughs) Pretty. Yeah. Though, honestly, if, I mean, if I, my understanding of history is correct, you know, women who had sex before marriage, even if they were raped were, how do I, how do I say this delicately? Obviously I don't believe this now, but we're used, right? And no one would marry them afterwards. So having the man who raped her marry her was probably in some ways saving her socially, even though obviously no, the trauma of the woman was never mentioned, right? right? The trauma of having to marry your rapist, which is very obvious to us now, but yeah, at the time was probably helping her. Right. And that begs the question of why was this so important? (laughs) My guess is Mm -hmm. that if a woman has sex and gets pregnant, men wanted to be able to Mm -hmm. confirm that the baby was theirs. So by marrying a virgin, you could, you know, try to increase your odds of that. That, That's the only thing I can think of that is really, when you boil it down, the reason why this is such a big deal. Yeah. And also women just being property, you know, (laughs) you know, at the time, you know, they had plural marriage. And so one man would marry a lot of Mm -hmm. women you want to make sure that if you're literally paying for something (laughs) that perhaps it is in your mind of pristine quality. I I also have heard some interesting takes on why, you know, staying a virgin before marriage was desirable safety wise for people, because typically when your parents married you off or whatever, You know, they acknowledge that you were ready to have children. You're you were mature enough to sort of be part of a household mm-hmm. or part of another family. And so, if you if you did get pregnant before that time, maybe you were a teenager. Maybe you could not handle like physically, mm-hmm. you could not handle being pregnant and giving birth. And so, there's a lot of there's another sort of safety aspect yeah. here. So they sort of kept women in line, yeah, using a stigma, right. I feel like I'm coming out on the, on the side of being pro virgin, but I'm not. <laughs> These are just things I have learned from researching. Well, it stuff. was a different, you know, in history, it was a different time. Yeah. There wasn't condoms that you could use to protect against pregnancy and STIs. There wasn't paternity tests. Yeah. There wasn't abortion. There's a lot of things that we mm-hmm. have now. Yeah. And, you know, and also a lot of women would die in childbirth. So, Right. You know, waiting until you're married would make things safer, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But I would say that the emphasis placed on virginity went way too far. And way far. Yeah. A great example of that is how a lot of cultures, you, you've probably heard of it before, 
check for virginity and that is done mm-hmm. with the oh so wonderful thing called the hymen love a good hymen <laughs> do we know what the hymen is yeah <laughs> hymen is a thin membrane inside the vulva that there, there's so much stupid pop culture shit about it i know if people act like it's you know when you take the lid off of a shampoo and there's like <laughs> yeah you're like a stupid tab thing you have to take off or like when you open a can and the lid's like <laughs> yep yeah that like it's you know somehow delicate enough to be penetrated by a penis <laughs> but hardy enough to not break any other time or tear any other time right. and it's like a freshness seal like <laughs> freshness. you were talking about Right. And so, and it's science has shown us that the hymen can break from physical activity. It can break from riding mm-hmm. a bike too hard. It can break from jumping. It can break from a tampon. It can break from a million things. And right. I don't think it's necessarily a thing that everybody has their hymen break the first time they have penetrative sex. Oh, totally. Totally not. And I think that there are some women or some people who have vaginas who don't even have hymens mm-hmm. or... You know, there's there's a myriad of things that can that can happen to one's vagina during sex. And so not bleeding or not having pain or not having your hymen tear is not is totally normal. Yeah, but there's there's been virginity tests that have happened in, you know, people make yeah. the joke like, oh, look for the blood on the sheets. And I was reading that it goes so far that some people with vaginas have even gone so far to have surgery to Mm. repair or replace their hymen yeah i've heard of this as well i think that there was a recent sort of discussion about this because the rapper ti i don't know if you you were reading this i didn't (laughs) is very religious and supposedly has his daughter checked every year by her doctor yeah there's weird there's lots of weird stuff going on there yeah obviously the internet came for him (laughs) Good. Is he canceled? Are we done with him? Uh, I feel like he was canceled a while ago, but pretty pretty much he pushed back and was like, she ain't riding no horses or whatever he said. I don't remember. <laughs> like she's She doesn't do any of that. So there's no way that she, you know, her hymen would be broken or whatever. She's a good girl. She sits at home. <laughs> yeah. And so this started sort of a discussion about how prevalent this is, especially in more conservative yeah. religions and families and the ethical implications for doctors to quote unquote, you know, obviously they have to report back to the parents or whatever. Doctor patient confidentiality? Not when they're a minor. Really? I don't think. That's fucked. I, That's I, fucked I don't up. wanna I don't wanna say for yeah. sure. But obviously if you're a doctor in that situation, you just say, Yep, I checked. Everything's Everything's great. Everything's hunky dory. Thank you. <laughs> Hymen, it's there. Also that's totally how hymens work, sir. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that that basically brings us to today with, I mean, your great reference mm-hmm. to TI. Thank you for that. But there's still an obsession about virginity in our culture. And what, one thing that I was thinking of was Britney Spears. If you've watched any of the recent documentaries mm. on her, she's literally asked in interviews when she was a teen like when she was young did you have sex with your boyfriend Mm -hmm. and she'll be like no i'm waiting till i'm married which like of course she probably feels like she has to say but the fact that millions of people in america are so concerned about this one Mm -hmm. young girl's virginity is fucking weird 
It's weird. Yeah, I remember similar things with Jessica Simpson, who grew up religious and, you know, is she a virgin until she's married was also a, a huge thing for her. And then also randomly the Jonas Brothers. So yes. maybe we got some equal, oh, equal gender yeah. opportunity there because they wore purity rings, right? Yeah, that, that was, was kind, kind of, their, of part brand. their brand. <laughs> Jinxed. Again, I got so into Nick Jonas when I was having my own purity kick in high school. I was like, mm-hmm. he's waiting for me. <laughs> he's waiting for me. All of them are waiting for me. I'm going to marry all <laughs> of them at the same gonna time. And they're all going to gangbang me at the same time. <laughs> when we're all married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird because these people, all of these people were so young. They were teenagers. Yeah. We should not be captivated by a teenager's sex life or really any anyone's sex life that isn't your own or your yeah. you know your current partner's. But it's just this extra like grossness to me, yeah. I feel like. It's none of your business. If people want to talk about it openly, that's one thing. But mm-hmm. it's weird to speculate on yeah. a celebrity, especially because it seems to be very hyper-focused towards teenagers, probably because yeah. that's when people, quote-unquote, lose their virginity. And mm-hmm. if they're saying that they're Christian, then I guess that adds more talk. And then, of course, you have the whole thing with particularly people like Britney Spears or Jessica Simpson. Mm-hmm. They're portrayed as very sexy, Right. At the same time, while still maintaining their innocence. And that's just something mm-hmm. that America loves. <laughs> you loves were mentioning, we, when we were talking about this episode, you mentioned mm-hmm. Princess Diana. And I was reading about that. And mm-hmm. I want to read you this quote from her uncle that makes me want to puke in my mouth. <laughs> but basically, when she was dating her future husband, Prince Charles... Mm -hmm. There was just a lot of speculation about whether she was a virgin or not. And he had a bunch of lady friends, so it wasn't assumed that he was a virgin. But Mm -hmm. whoever he married needed to be a virgin because she would be the future queen, which, you know, apparently having a a virgin is the most important thing in the world. (laughs) Losing your virginity clouds your judgment, really. Once you've had sex, can you be trusted? No, definitely not. (laughs) Her, uh, Her uncle said to the Daily Star... Purity. Sorry, let me do a British accent. Purity. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) But it has to be like an old man British accent. Purity seems to be... I can't do it. What the fuck? That was good. That was good. Purity seems to be at a premium when it comes to discussing a possible bride for Prince Charles at the moment. And after one or two of his most recent girlfriends, I am not surprised. Diana, I can assure you, has never had a lover. That last part just gets me. Diana, his, his niece, my niece, I can assure you, has never had a lover. Right. Sir, how? Are you with her all the fucking time? What? Are you her keeper? Yeah, apparently. Apparently, he's just hanging out, hanging out in her bedroom, just waiting <laughs> for potential lovers to go there. There's also a weird thing where he slut shames all of his all of charles's other lady mm-hmm. friends after one or two of his most recent girlfriends i am not surprised yeah yeah but he's not holding charles accountable at all of course he's not just saying all these all these sluts out here because we literally never do hold men accountable for that same <laughs> never thing. except for the That's jonas one brothers recurring theme <laughs> yeah jonas brothers was a fluke i feel of. like they were kind of into that that was i don't know yeah, maybe like it was they pushed. wore purity rings you know they were kind of the ones that came but out but i also if you've seen the South Park episode making fun of that, mm. which is a fantastic yeah. episode, 
<laughs> it have not almost seen it. oh you should watch it it almost <laughs> seems they, they make the point that the jonas brothers being pure was almost a way to sell sex to young girls of course in a way that yes. wasn't out and in your face so it was mm-hmm. still a way to tell girls that they should be virgins even though they were three men yeah, absolutely. They were these teen heartthrobs, but your parents were cool with it because they were apparently they're keeping it not going to have sex with any of your daughters, which I don't think actually <laughs> turned out to be true. They had sex with some daughters. <laughs> they had sex with someone's daughter at some point. Three separate daughters. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I was going to say about Diana is that she was also a teenager at the time. She was mm-hmm. 19 when they were dating mm-hmm. and then 20 when they got married. And so, again, we have this young girl who is a teenager still. Mm-hmm. People speculating on her virginity. Um, it's just weird and gross. And yep. for her uncle to do it is especially weird and gross. For anyone else to do it is weird and gross. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. The article that I read from Fox was saying that her as a sex symbol was kind of catapulted mm-hmm. to the British people after yeah. a photographer took this one particular picture of her while she was at her job mm-hmm. as a kindergarten teacher and she yes, was wearing pants that were kind of sheer and mm-hmm. you could see her legs through them and yeah. that was what did it. People lost their shit. She got shit for it supposedly within the royal family even though she didn't know and then of course everyone else thinks she's this sex symbol and and it was unwittingly right because she yeah. didn't know so she had no control over what was happening also that's in, like in the public eye like a silhouette of legs really really what is this a high school <laughs> dress code do i need to cover my shoulders what the fuck I mean, have that you seen makes the picture? you a sex symbol yeah i saw the picture okay. she looks like a mom with a kid yeah i mean it's really nothing more than you'd see in a bathing suit you know no like, I, it's not I didn't. It's probably less than you would see in a bathing suit. Well, and the (laughs) article I was reading was comparing her to uh, Marilyn Monroe and Britney Spears. Mm. So it was sandwiched between pictures of them. Of course, the picture with Marilyn Monroe keeping her skirt down and Britney Spears in her schoolgirl outfit. So especially compared to those, it looked like your nice, your nice (laughs) friend Diana from down the street who teaches kindergarten. (laughs) Right. Literally her. And also, I want to just reiterate again that, at the very least, the Marilyn Monroe picture and the Britney Spears video of her in the schoolgirl outfit, they chose those outfits to some extent and had some control over how they appeared in those videos and pictures. And Diana had no idea that this was happening, that the light just happened to hit her at a certain angle. So that's another weird part of this. Yeah. (laughs) So she had no control. Very weird. All of it's weird. I think this is a good time to move into our own experiences with learning mm. about virginity and how it was presented to us. Yeah. So I know for me, the definition I had was that virginity was the first time a cishet man and a cishet woman have penetrative sex mm. where the man penetrates the woman and hopefully they are married or else what they're doing is very right. wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess she just lies there and yeah, thinks of England or something. Was thinks <laughs> of England or something? Yeah, no, no pleasure agency there. Yeah, I I learned similar things. Um, definitely heterosexual. Mm-hmm. Definitely, you know, man penetrating woman 
penis penetrating vagina. And it definitely was within marriage. I, I had a lot of conflicting messages. Mm-hmm. I do remember as a teenager, like 13 or so, yeah, saying that I wanted to wait until I was married, but I had no fucking idea. I can't make can't make any decisions about my sex life that was going to happen in my twenties <laughs> when I was 13. Like what, what did I know? Yeah. Eventually, obviously my views shifted and it was more like, if it happens before I'm married, fine. If it doesn't, God is not going to hate me. But that was like Ugh. a big step for me to take. Yeah. And I knew people who had I knew you. purity rings <laughs> and I knew people who thought that shit was stupid. And mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I also remember getting messages. I think I've talked about this in a previous episode. I got purity messaging from different religious organizations, like Mm -hmm. especially at camp. We had someone Mm -hmm. come and talk to us about virginity and the tagline was like, I'm worth waiting for or whatever. (laughs) Well, at least that kind of puts it, I don't know, at least that's, that makes it a positive for you because Mm -hmm. for me, I had my first official sex ed in sixth grade. I've talked Mm -hmm. about this on the podcast before where we, the girls and boys are separated. Girls signed a purity contract and we were taught that virginity was a gift for our future husband. And it was also a gift that we could tarnish by crossing those boundaries and of course god you know it's so weird because you get such mixed messaging of course Mm -hmm. god god can forgive anything but you can't get your virginity back so so yeah you'll be forgiven but you've still fucked up right you still have the consequences and you've ruined this perfect gift to give your husband well of course the boys were in another room learning about how to put on condoms and that boobs were fun to play with so (laughs) Talk about mixed messaging there. Women are being taught or the girls are being taught. Never, ever have sex. Mm -hmm. And men are being taught pretty much how to have sex if they are going to, you know, put this condom on. Right. So it puts pretty much all of that work to maintain virginity on the woman. And no one really Mm -hmm. talks about men being soiled or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's not even a way to know that they've had sex before marriage allegedly you know in the way that right. they would be where women could get pregnant or i guess the hymen although i think that's kind of bullshit but bullshit know. yeah and it creates this weird dichotomy where men are the aggressors and expected mm-hmm. to want sex all the time and also almost sort of extract it from women yeah well, of, you and know there's so much messaging from for them in the non-religious area that Mm -hmm. being a virgin, if your boy's lame and there's movies Mm -hmm. about it, American pie, a 40 year old virgin, like you have to lose your virginity before going to college. There's, there's a million messages aimed at that towards young boys that are probably equally as damaging to the ones that young girls get. Of course, of course it is no wonder it creates this, incompatibility where girls are told not to have sex with people or to have sex with as few people as possible. And the more, mm-hmm. the more sex they have, the looser their vagina is, which is yeah. also not how vagina is oh, work. Yeah. Um, I always heard that too. <laughs> how can you expect to have people be compatible sexually? If you <laughs> tell half the population that they're dirty, if they do it in the other half, that they must mm-hmm. do it at all costs. Yeah. Seems silly. Yeah, so I know 
for me, it was always so weird because virginity was posed as I knew for sure that penetrative straight sex counted as losing your virginity. Mm. But I constantly skirted those lines because I was a horny teenager. So I specifically remember having a sleepover with some friends. One of my friends and I were the two that had long-term boyfriends and we were Mm. experimenting with them sexually. So at this point I had more than one person done hand stuff and with one person had oral sex and we'd even tried to have anal sex because (laughs) I just thought I needed to keep, eh? yeah, I just thought, I mean, and, and this is where we, this is the question I'm here to talk about (laughs) is, I mean, it's fucking ludicrous looking at it now that I would think that this advanced sexual act that takes a lot of understanding and planning, anal sex. Yeah, like I thought that that didn't count as losing your virginity because you just have to keep that one whole secret for some reason. Like my future husband's going to be like, oh, thank God you only had oral and anal sex and I'm religious and I just only care about your vagina. Like... Right. Yeah. The mental gymnastics of that is ridiculous. And anyways, I was going to say, I remember my friend saying that she had had oral sex with her boyfriend and how she thought that counted as losing her virginity. And I legit panicked. I was like, no, it does not. (laughs) No, No, we're all virgins here. No, no. (laughs) Yeah, I think I've talked about this before, but I think one of Bill Clinton's greatest disservices was convincing an entire generation plus of boys and men that or people pretty much that oral sex isn't sex right i think that Mm -hmm. caused a lot of (laughs) mostly boys probably to pressure their girlfriends into having it because it's not really sex right um (laughs) though even the fact that that barrier is there like you're not really having sex when you suck my dick so it's like the sex just mean you can get pregnant through it because then what about when you're on your period what about after you've gone through menopause what if like if you have a vasectomy does your sex not count as sex anymore right or i mean it's also extremely heteronormative right like is a lesbian who's never had a penis inside of them a virgin even though they've done other sexual things with a dozen other women Mm -hmm. i would say no (laughs) i would say that they're not not virgins whatever the f that means does it have to be a penetration? Does it have to be a dildo that's flesh colored? Right. And <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, and as every gay man who has only had anal sex virgins or not? Yes. Definitively, yes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> They're all virgins. They're all going to go to heaven when they die. <laughs> that's all it takes, y'all. I want to go to gay heaven. I want to go to gay hell. That's a party. Actually, would like memberships in both. <laughs> yeah, I would like to freely go between the two. Like how um, Lil Nas X can just pull yeah, down, just pull down to down. But does he have right. to climb the pole back up? Because I don't think I There's can do that. Like a ski lift, right? Yeah. It's yeah. So, anyways, going back to losing virginity, <laughs> right? Oh, I, I remembered my point. Yes. Obviously, it doesn't account for all of the vast of human sexuality. Yeah. I I personally think that sex can encompass a lot. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about virginity this way, we sort of create this hierarchy of sex where penis and vagina penetrative sex is the pinnacle. And you, you know, nothing is better or higher than that. It's on a pedestal and everything else is like 
kind of sex, maybe not sex. Mm -hmm. Maybe you shouldn't do it. I don't know. I had it so built up in my head because I I had started having all these different forms of sex, oral, um, Mm -hmm. manual stimulation, like all that other kinds of stuff. I started having that when I was, I think, 14 or 15, but I didn't have penetrative sex until I was 20. And Mm -hmm. I had built it up in my head yeah so intensely like i thought it would be this grand intimate amazing thing and it was different but it wasn't that different (laughs) yeah right I, i had a similar experience too where i kind of had sex or had penetrative sex for the first time and then was like that was it yeah could have done that a while ago would have been fine with it right and obviously there's sort of these barriers to penetrative sex for women is not often as pleasurable as it is for men so I had also done a few other sexual things and like those way better yeah Um, it took me a while to enjoy penetrative sex I think a lot of people with vaginas probably feel that way yeah so yeah I didn't I can't say I really liked penetrative sex for a while after I had it for the first time funny because because I was trying to skirt around those boundaries of losing my virginity Mm -hmm. I feel like I got pretty good at all the foreplay and other kinds of sex because we just spend so much time doing all of that right that's the only things that were okay but I don't even really I mean now if you ask me when I lost my virginity I guess I would say I was 14 or 15 but I I really Mm -hmm. don't even like calling it that because when I when I look back on my journey through sexual experience it feels just a lot more like that. Like it was a gradual thing that I started experiencing. And I suppose there was a time when I went from nothing to something, which was probably Mm -hmm. when I, maybe I would say maybe my first kiss, that was probably like a lot closer to my introduction to sexuality. But Mm -hmm. I mean, even then I'd been masturbating already. So Not really. (laughs) What is there? Right. Yeah. It's like you said, it's more of a journey. Um, Obviously, it's very problematic to think of losing your virginity as losing something Mm -hmm. or is like dividing your life between before and after sex. Um, Where a lot of people, like you said, that's more gradual. The exploration is a lot more gradual. Maybe some relationships, you try things, you don't like them, you kind of back up and do less. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you try other things and you know, sexual intimacy is so much more than penetrative penis and vagina sex. There's so many other things you can experience. And so I don't think virginity is a useful measure or term. Maybe at one time, as we've discussed, it was when, you know, before we had medical advances to make pregnancy safer and societal advances to make, you know, women's place in society more equitable to men's. Maybe the concept of virginity was useful, but I think it's much more accurate and descriptive to just say, this was the first time I did this thing and you know, here's how we can make it better. Or I don't want to do it again, or I do want to do it again. Um, It doesn't have to be this momentous event that we build up and scare people about. And, you know, just making sure that they have good sex ed so that they feel as prepared as possible to do all these things and then can, you know, build intimacy with their partner in a way that's right for them. 
Yeah. And I want to reiterate again what you said. It's not losing anything. Mm-hmm. Of course, we we want to make sure that when people are going to do a sexual act for the first time, that they're ready for it. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that having sex for the first time, what whatever kind of sex that that is, or being sexual, mm-hmm. being intimate with someone, it's not saying that that's not an important occasion in your life, but right. it's not life-changing it's not going to change who you are as a person yeah exactly yeah you have the power to choose when to do that and with Mm -hmm. who and what you're going to do and how far you want to go when you're comfortable and I think that's really beautiful and right uh, someday I'm gonna have kids (sighs) and tell them that and all of my trauma will be healed magically you'll reach nirvana you'll just ascend right into yes. heaven i'll be like what's happening to mom i'll ascend to gay heaven and i'll party up there for <laughs> yeah. a bit and then i'll pull dance my way down to gay hell and right they'll be like cool mom good for you cool thanks for that lesson. can you make us a sandwich and i'll be like no your dad does all the cooking you know this <laughs> leave me alone i'm in gay hell yes let me burn here <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm totally with you. Hopefully, if I ever have kids, I'll be able to teach them better as well. Mm. But I think the biggest thing is that I, I don't, I wouldn't want my kids to be scared of it the way that I was, right? Yeah. Like I was so unsure and lost and being like, okay, I guess this is what happens. I don't really know. And, you know, I don't, I don't want young people to feel lost like that. I want them to feel ready and prepared and excited, you know? Yeah. So it sounds like our consensus is that we should just cancel virginity along with TI. (laughs) Right. Yes. Virginity is dumb and I don't respect it. (laughs) Yeah. I just really, honestly, if you, if you are a virgin, if that works for you, that's great. That's great. But the, the point should be that you choose that, that, you know, all the options that are out there and do or don't do what you want to do. Well, I meant more of like the definition of it. Yes. Yes. Me too. <laughs> but then I, I got scared because I was like, oh my God, I don't want a virgin listening to this to be like, Jen doesn't respect me. No, we, <laughs> I, I respect people at all. We respect people at all points of their sexual Stages. journey, whether that is pre-exploration, post-exploration, mid-exploration, or, you know, there's also people out there in the world who have explored or have no interest in exploring it's it's the the point is that you shouldn't let an exterior definition of virginity and a societal expectation of it control your life because yeah it's at the end of the day it's your body and it's your sexuality and you should do what the fuck you want you should feel good about that mic drop yeah i was gonna say (laughs) we respect individual virgins but we do not respect the concept of virginity (laughs) where we draw the line yeah line drawn (laughs) pick your side (laughs) thank you everyone for tuning in to that episode we hope you enjoyed it if you have any thoughts questions things you want to tell us you can reach out to us over email at hello at sexedshouldn'tsuck.com or on any of our social platforms uh, like instagram or twitter at sexedshouldn'tsuck yeah Please follow us there. We want more followers to see all the cool, fun things we're doing. And speaking of cool, fun things we're doing, 
have you checked out our merch? Because it is cool and fun. <laughs> Both of those things. Yeah. So it's cool. A- so fun really great way to help support the podcast while also getting some cool stuff for yourself also works great as gifts for friends or i guess you know if you want to get it for your enemies too that's fine yeah Uh, just buy buy some stickers buy some shirts there's cool designs give them to everyone you know why not why not yeah take a crazy chance of one reason why you wouldn't do that yeah i can't either Uh, And if you're looking for other ways to help contribute, we also have a Patreon with different levels of, what is it called? (laughs) Tears? Uh, Yes, different Patronage. You can patronize us in... (laughs) uh, Yeah, speak down to us. We love it. Yeah, honestly, if you give us money, you can do that. (laughs) Jen says maybe not. Okay. I'll take your money. Uh, (laughs) But check us out on Patreon. You can find that at Sex Ed Shouldn't Suck. Uh, You can find links to all of these things, our social media handles, our store, and our Patreon on our website, which is sexedshouldn'tsuck.com. You should check it out. You can also find a link to our newsletter, which is a great way to stay. I almost said it's a great way to stay in shape, which I think is a family guy joke. Your mind. It's a great way to keep your mind in shape. It has all kind of information about sex ed policy around the world, as well as links to all the different things that we've been up to in the form of writing and speaking with our mouth holes <laughs> cool i don't speak with my butthole but i can't speak for Jen. <laughs> i often speak out of my own ass so um <laughs> you know who else is really fun and cool kaylee who kent oh my the guy god who does our sound. i He's forgot cool. about him well here's your weekly reminder that Kent does our sound and he's great. We love him. Thank you, Kent. Thank you, Kent. We appreciate you. Join us next week as we talk to our comedian friend Ryan Stockrin all about puberty, sex, and masturbation. It's great. (laughs) We'll see you then. Bye. a huge dick i'm glad that was the first thing we recorded i was trying to catch you saying some shit some shit about my huge dick